This is the Jump Clear Daily Fantasy Podcast with your host, Michael Cruciati. Hello and welcome to the Jump Clear Daily Fantasy Podcast. This is your host, Michael Cruciati, and it is Friday. What a week it has already been. We have the World Equestrian Games going on. What a fun time it is to watch show jumping, cheering on your country as they go and compete against the world. Oh my God. We were watching the last couple days, and apart from there being 103 riders in the first two rounds... That was about a five-hour chunk of your day just watching show jumping. It's just been an incredible sport so far. We'll get to that later on in the podcast, but we have a full episode for you today. Everything from the weekend recap and who did what to some tips of the week for the app, as well as some thank yous to a few partners, and then really getting into the nitty-gritty of this week's competitions, specifically at the WIG. So... Buckle in, we're ready for a great episode today, and let's just start right into it with the results from last weekend. So we had three great Grand Prix last weekend, one up in Traverse City, one in Weco Cala, and another in Socrates, New York. Starting with the five-star Major League Show Jumping Grand Prix, it was Cali Shot on Grant in first place. In second was Nick De La Hoyo on Cornets Cambridge, and third was Connor Swale on Vital Chance. Now, that was a great class to watch, mostly because watching Cali shot on Garant. So, a little rewind for you. Garant used to be ridden by BZ Madden. Now, BZ is one of the greatest female athletes in show jumping of all time, and when she brought this horse up, it was on fire. As a nine-year-old, it actually won one of the World Cup qualifiers. And then it went away for a little bit, and we're not sure what. I'm not a trainer. I didn't know what was going on. And so then we started to see a little bit back again uh, over the last couple months, and but in really nothing big. And so to see that horse with Cali go in and win again, such a great story. I hope that some of the press media companies will get pick up on that story because seeing that horse at where, where it was a few years back and then going back in and winning five stars, Great, great story. Congratulations, Cali Shot and Garant. Moving to WEC Ocala for the University of Florida Health Grand Prix. It was our guy Aaron Vale in first on his Mount Leadmer R4. In second place was Sharn Wordley on Gatsby. And in third was Tom Foley on Hidalgo. And that's another great one. This week will be the final week of the WEC Summer Series. So we're excited to have the final Grand Prix and welcome on the app this week. Finally, the last big Grand Prix that we had on the app this past weekend was in Socrates, New York for the Hits on the Hudson Grand Prix. It first was our girl Carly Anthony on Heavenly W. Yeah, we had her on the podcast a few months back and to see her going and taking a big blue ribbon. Way to go. Congratulations. In second was Devin Ryan on Eddie Blue. And third was Laura Chapeau on Chadden Blue. Great events last weekend. We had so many people on the app playing the free-to-play as well as the, the paid contest. And, you know, which actually I want to talk about real quickly is we just finalized our last couple states that we are now operational in. And get this. We are now operational in 24 states. 24. So 
if you are in any of our 24 states, which you can find on our website on the main page, you can now play the paid contests as long as obviously you're over age and uh, you go through our user verification. But we are so excited because we get to allow more people onto the app who maybe hadn't tried Daily Fantasy before and now you get to do it at so many different places. So check out, check it out this weekend and uh, let us know what you think. So moving on to the next part, before we get into the World Equestrian Games recap thus far this week and our predictions for the weekend, we want to do our tip of the week on the app. And this, this week's tip is the free-to-play Jump Clear clear round contest. Now, a little tongue twister right there. We just call it the clear round contest. So this is something that we added a few weeks back, and it looks like you guys are loving it because over 70 of you have entered. And all this is is a fun giveaway thing for you to do in between placing your picks and the rounds. So the basic concept of this game is we give you head-to-head matchups, and you pick which one you think jumps clear more often. So we'll give you, uh, for example, Ryder Brian Moger Gray against McLean Ward. Who do you think jumps clear more often? Something fun to do in between the, your picks. And there's there's no reward if you get five out of five or one out of five. There, there's nothing like that. It's just really something fun for you to do. So on the main page of the app, you scroll down and you enter the contest. And you're given five choices, or I mean five questions, and you pick which writers you think jump clear more often. At the end of it, it'll show you how many you got right. I got four out of five, and now granted, I did actually make the contest, and uh, I still didn't get them all right, so it does test your knowledge, but once you do that, you are then entered into our monthly giveaway, and for the month of August, we are actually giving away $500 to one of you who has entered the contest, so... It doesn't cost you anything. It's a fun way to spend your time in between placing picks or maybe you're just getting ready at a doctor's office or something like that. They need something to do. Jump onto the Jump Clear app and place your picks in that. And then at the end of the month, we'll pick one of you randomly and you could win $500. There's no limit on how many times you can play either. So if you get one out of five on your first time, try again and see if you can get that coveted five out of five. So... With that, we'd like to just give a special shout out to our partners before we get into the World Equestrian Games. We want to give a big shout out to the Jumper app for providing us all the amazing statistics that you hear on a weekly basis. When we're talking about clear rounds, average faults, what they're doing over the last several years, their podium finishes, their win percentages, that's all provided to us by the Jumper app. And you can download it now on the App Store and search pretty much every single rider in the world, as long as they're an international rider and horse so and look at all of their past results look at what they're doing and even trends that are going forward throughout this year so check them out and we also want to give a huge shout out to our two media partners horse network and horse and country tv they're providing some amazing exposure for us especially horse network that is actually broadcasting this podcast if you're listening it to them and then the horse and country tv uh, they're providing an incredible amount of promotion for us and some really big partnership things coming up in the rest of this year. So stay tuned for that. And so with that, let's dive right into the World of Question Games because there's a lot to talk about today. I first want to start off with discussing the format. And the reason why I need to start with the format is because this gets a little complicated. There's so many riders, there's scores, there's points. How do you make sense of it? 
And that's why I'm here, to help you understand the complexity of the World Equestrian game format so that when you're watching, you understand why, why do they have those points? What does that mean? So starting off, this is a team and individual format. There are some riders that are strictly competing as an individual. Maybe they didn't have enough people in their country that they had either had a horse or qualified. And then there's some that are riding as an individual and as a team. So we'll start with what is the team format? And we touched a little bit last week when we went and did our Team USA breakdown. And so there are actually five riders on the team, four that compete and one alternate. And once those four riders are competing, every round, the highest score is dropped. So that means that if three riders were to jump clear and one of the riders has one down, they drop that fault score, so the overall team has zero points for that day. That is unanimous through every single team. They will do that regardless. For the individual side, it is the faults and the score from each day that carry over and ultimately provide the ending score. So, head spinning a little bit already? Don't worry. It'll get worse. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So... The events started on Wednesday with the first round of the team and individual competition, and this was a speed class. And the format of this speed class is every time that you have faults, those faults are then converted into your overall time. It's called a faults converted class. In other words, if you complete the course in 80 seconds and you have one down, they add four seconds to your time. That's why if you played the app, you saw that there's some riders who did not jump clear that placed ahead of those who did. And that's because of that format. They ended up with a lower time score at the end. So with that in mind, you have to know then the fastest round wins. And whoever won has, starts with zero points going into Thursday. So before we get into the actual results of that, we need to make sure and understand that format. And the FEI and the World of Question Games have their own algorithm that they calculated. And it goes one through 103 riders. And so based off your placing, you get so many points that carry on with you into day two from Wednesday into Thursday. So if you won, you carry a score of zero. If you were in second, you carry a score of 0.2 or some variation of that there on and therefore. Okay. Now that you have the basis of that format, we can then get into the results. So the final results, the top three placings after Wednesday's competition was Julian Epilard on his Mount Caracol de la Roque, in second place was Scott Brash on Hello Jefferson, and in third was Martin Fuchs on Leon J. Okay, so each one of those carried on a score into Thursday. Julian, as he won, had a score of 0.00. Scott Brash carried a score of 0.23, and Martin Fuchs carried a score of 0.36. That was the score that they carried into the second day. And those are also points that were added up for the team members for a score of the total team. Okay, now we can really head into day two because this is when things get really interesting. This is when 
faults really, really matter. The first day is kind of position, who wants, who goes first, how many points do you carry over for your team. Day two is when the rubber meets the road. Okay, so we'll start with the individual results and then we'll get into the team results. You ready? All right. The results of the individual competition after day two was Julian Epillard again on Kayla Roque de la Roque, Scott Brash on Hello Jefferson in second, Peter Fredrickson on H&M All-In in third, Henrik von Eckerman and King Edward in fourth, Tiffany Foster on Figor in fifth, Ben Mayer on Faltic HB in sixth, Mikael van der Vluten on Bouval ZNOP in seventh, Jerome Geary on Kiel Home de Hus on eighth, Marcus Enning on Stargold in ninth, and Jen Fredrickson on Mark and Cosmopolitan in tenth. So those were the top ten after day two. So remember, this isn't necessarily the fastest time. It's purely based off of did they have faults on Thursday and did they have a low score on Wednesday? So everybody who I just read off did not have any faults on Thursday, and their total combined score was in that numerical order. All right. Now moving to the team competition, which is really, really important with those scores. So the... Leading team after Thursday is Team Sweden, and on Sweden is Henrik von Eckerman, Malin Ballard-Johnson, Jen Fredriksson, and Peter Fredriksson. So three of them jumped clear. Henrik, Jens, and Peter all jumped clear. Malin Ballard-Johnson had one down. Her score was dropped. So their combined score after Wednesday was 3.69. So their combined score after day two is 3.69. So they're in the lead at the current moment. In second place is France with Simone Delestri, Gregory Cotford, Julian Epillard, and Kevin Stout. After Wednesday, they had a total combined score of 5.44. Kevin Stout's score was dropped. After Thursday... They had a combined score of zero. There was three people who jumped clear. One had 12 faults. Gregory Cotchard had three down, so his score is dropped. France's combined score at the end of day two is 5.44. In third place, Germany, uh, and their team was Marcus Enning, Jaina Wargens, Andre Thyme, Chris, and Christian Ullman. After Wednesday, their combined score was 7.76, with Andre Thyme's score being dropped. And after day two, they had four faults. So Marcus Enning jumped clear, Andre Thyme jumped clear, Christian Allman had one down, and Jaina Worgens had one down. So they dropped one of those scores. So after day two, their combined score is 11.76. That's really important going into today, because those scores... Every rail becomes very, very costly. And so with that, into fourth place, fifth place, sixth place, and seventh, we have Team Netherlands in fourth, Belgium in fifth, Great Britain in sixth, Switzerland in seventh, Canada in eighth, Ireland in ninth, Brazil in tenth, and then the U.S. of A. in eleventh. So rails get really, really costly going forward. And it's still too early to tell who's going to be the clear winner because so much can happen after each day. You have to remember, these are horses. Horses come out just like we do. They have good days and bad days. And collectively, as a team, you 
don't want to have more than one person have a bad day because that can really change the standings very quickly. Will the 10th place come up to first? Probably not, but you never know what can happen. So in my mind, I think you're going to see some movement between one through four, uh, five through 10th. Yeah, that's not going to really change much. Um, you may see some movement 10 to eighth or eighth back to 10th, but really the, the leaders are going to be leaders, and especially with Sweden being the number one right now. They won the gold medal in Tokyo. It's pretty much the same horses, and they are jumping in fantastic form. So I would definitely put my points and picks on Team Sweden to take the overall win in this. And our good friends at the Jumper app actually ran the numbers. It's really, really interesting because they looked at clear rounds and they also looked at their average faults percentage. And so after that analysis, I think that we're going to get a really clear picture on what's going on. So what they looked at is Team Sweden's average clear round percentage after day two is 67.3%. So that's all four riders combined. That's, that's pretty stout. And in second place, France, with a clear round average of all four riders of 51.39%. And then Germany, their combined average clear round percentage is 59.57%. So what you're starting to see is obviously the high, high numbers in first place. They jump very clear. And in second place, yeah, there's a little bit of variation there. What the jump rob then did is they took it a step further and did the average team faults per round. Now, here's where it gets really, really interesting. And this is where I think Germany is going to take over the second spot purely off of statistics. So Sweden's average team faults per round is 1.87. France's is 3.13. And Germany's is 2.22. Okay, so this is putting my uh, speculative hat on and looking at what can happen. Numbers don't lie. And if you look at these statistics over a certain period of time, you can start to see a trend of what can happen. That's why we like to look at stats. Now, this is purely speculative. This is not going to happen per se. It's not guaranteed. They still got to ride the round. I might be completely wrong. But in my mind... Looking at the first two rounds, France jumped amazing. Can they keep it up over the next several rounds? And that's the question that has to be asked. Can they defy their statistics, their averages, to overcome and become champions? See, in my mind, Germany has a lower average clear round percentage. So at some point, those rails, those faults are going to catch up with France and allow Germany to jump ahead of them. Germany had one down that counted after Thursday. That means that their averages, they've already accounted for that fault. So in theory, they should jump clear the rest of the time. The question, though, I like to think about is can Sweden keep up all those clear rounds? There's something to think about. So my prediction for this week, the winner at the end of all this is going to be Team Germany. You just watch. Because of how they've trended, they've already accounted for their faults. Sweden, Sweden and France have not. So 
At the end of this, my pick is Germany. And you can take that one to the app. Anyway, that's enough on the segment of the WEG. It's an amazing weekend. There's so much show jumping going on. And so, question mark, how do you watch the World Equestrian Games? So you can obviously Google and find that out, but clipmyhorse.tv has a wonderful broadcast. You can listen to it in a bunch of different languages, and it's basically wall-to-wall coverage, whether that's show jumping, dressage, paralympic, or, sorry, excuse me, paradressage, you name it, they have all the different disciplines. So head over to clipmyhorse.tv to check out the live stream. And then on the app this weekend, we'll have several other great shows. We'll have Great Lakes Equestrian Festival, their three-star. We'll have the last week of the Weco Cala Summer Series, and we'll have a few things dotted here and there. But for the most part, it's all about the wig. All right, I think this is enough for you to think about the, today, and uh, I hope you, you you ask questions, and if you want to leave us a question online, you can leave us a question on Facebook or Instagram, or send us a message directly, because part of this is understanding the sport. For me, that was hard to understand. I needed to break it down round by round how to understand the point system, and That's why we're here, and that's the whole purpose of everything that we're doing is so that we can break down that barrier of understanding this sport. So if you have more questions, send us a direct message, Facebook, Instagram, send us a smoke signal, (laughs) however you want to get in touch with us, we're going to listen. So with that, check out the app this weekend, amazing events going on, lots of guaranteed prizes, free to play, as well as the Jump Clear contest. Don't forget to enter that because you could win $500. And with that, get out there, invite your friends like crazy, download the app, place your picks, and as always, claim your podium. Jump Clear Fantasy is a fantasy sports platform. Gambling or sports wagering are not permitted on Jump Clear Fantasy. Available in Colorado, Florida, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alaska, and South Dakota only. Users must be physically located in Colorado, Florida, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alaska, or South Dakota. Must be 18 years or older for entertainment purposes only. No results are guaranteed. Void where prohibited by law. Users who participate in Jump Clear Fantasy agree to the terms and conditions. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.